Welcome back to Make Your Statement, the podcast where we look at the real world and realities of visual branding and communications in real world businesses. Today we're joined by the Managing Director of EVAC, Tom Bloor, to look at the impact that visual communications have had in the world and the highly competitive world of electric vehicle charging. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thanks, Richard. It's good to be here. Nice to have you. So before we get started and delve into it, just give us a little bit of a potted uh, intro to EVAC and the space that you're occupying. Yeah, sure. Um, so EVAC are a new electric car charging uh, brand uh, that we launched about 18 months ago. Okay. Uh, based in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to do things a little bit differently. Okay. Um, we're targeting the emerging market of EV buyers. Okay. Uh, as a more affordable charger. Okay. So not just people buying sort of really expensive EV cars. Right. Uh, but sort of more your, your entry level cars. Okay. Uh, your second hand car market that's sort of going to be coming around as well over the next couple of years. So targeting typically the consumer, the end user? Yeah, a bit of a mixture really, to be honest. Uh, I think that when we first launched the business, that was the idea. Right. We had in our head. Um, sort of purely domestic households, um, especially sort of every new build house now has to have an EV charger on it. Right. Uh, but I think as we've sort of gone a little bit further down the journey, uh, we've seen sort of what sort of big opportunity there is on, on the commercial charging side. Uh, so workplaces, um, which is a lot of benefits now for workplaces to um, take uh, have sort of a range of EV cars or sure. their, their vehicle fleets. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly a big focus for us for, for, for the coming year as well. Fantastic. You say you're tackling it in a slightly different way. How does that look? Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition. There's of course. Probably 30 EV charger manufacturers out there at the moment. Absolutely. All sort of probably fairly similar price for sort of a charger about I don't know six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we've sort of come in really as a bit of a disruptor in the market. Okay. Um, so sort of selling a charge point sort of around that four hundred pound mark, uh, starting from, uh, just to give that sort of more affordable option for people. Um, say if they've already sort of shelled out a decent amount for the electric car and they've yep. then got to shell out for a charge or an installation that's going to be costing sort of another £2,000, it's, it's a really big expense. So that's what we're trying to do a little bit differently. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, you're absolutely preaching to the choir in here. Our household is 100% full electric now. Yeah. We decided if we're going to do it, we're going to go all in yeah. and not go the halfway house. That's which it. was a bit daunting as a decision to make you get that what do they call it range anxiety exactly referred to i think a lot of people sort of like don't quite go for it they don't think oh we'll go for hybrid first somewhere in between Mm -hmm. but the ranges are getting so much better on the cars now absolutely Uh, i think that was part of the issue originally like with the range anxiety where the cars were only sort of getting 180 200 miles yeah if that in some cases yeah that's it where now i know my car would be sort of will say it'll do 350 and in the yep. real world it's probably sort of closer to 300 yeah um, but still with that you, you're not far off what you get with a tank of petrol absolutely absolutely i mean unfortunately i think just after i got my first electric vehicle what happened in the energy market happened sure. and absolutely drove the cost up almost overnight but still when you compare it back to the alternative cost of petrol diesel that have also continued to yeah. uh, go up and up and up then it is still a really really uh, attractive proposition it is it's still an absolute fraction of, of, of petrol and diesel and i think having done it now and lived with it for over two years yeah i can never imagine going back to uh back to combustion I, engine now i can't either and 
do you know I mean? It's just easy as well. Like, yeah. Get in the car in the morning, it's like driving a golf buggy. You don't really even have to think about it. And not having the inconvenience of stopping anywhere to have to refill. It's That's just it. like, I can't, you know, the idea of stopping to a, a, a building in a visit to a garage is like, I can't yeah. even remember the last time I had to, uh, you know, it almost seems a bit archaic, the idea of having to go and fill up with petrol now. It is, isn't it? it the only it, time it, I stop in the petrol station is get Greg's now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So tell me, what's the significance of visual branding for EVAC? Because it's such a uh, competitive marketplace, as you touched on earlier. It is. You're a business to consumer brand, essentially. Yeah. Or the, the, the lion's share. So that brand image and everything that sits alongside of that, how important that is that to you as a business? Yeah, it's huge for us. Like I say, there's, there's so many other manufacturers out there doing different things. I think because we are sort of that more sort of affordable approach. Well, our branding is for everyone, yeah. as we put on the charges. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like we can get sort of very creative yeah. uh, with, our, with our marketing with that, sort of very bright colours, um, using sort of your greens, obviously, to, 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 to go with the, the, the green aspect. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's firstly a really, really fun industry to be in mm -hmm. because it's a very new thing. Yeah. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, but yeah, our marketing team, we've got a fantastic marketing team. They come up with some really, really creative ideas um, and just have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, good, good, excellent. So if you look at the interplay between EVEX branding and the marketing strategy, how do those two things play alongside each other and probably, I'm guessing, bounce off each other? Yeah, um, it's that sort of very sort of bright colours, it's eye-catching, it's, it's making our sort of marketing that we're doing really, really distinctive to people. Yeah. I think the, the logo on the products, so uh, it's a sort of quite a fluorescent green on, in, in our logo. Right. Um, so again, that sort of, we want our marketing to tie in with that, so people are familiar with the brand. Yeah. Same when we're doing our sort of uh, exhibitions, um, so we're doing an exhibition next week, the, the London EV show. Um, so we've invested very heavily into our, our exhibition stands over the over the past 12 months, and the same for that, we want it sort of really eye-catching, really modern. Excellent. And so, who's going to be the typical attendee at, at that show? It really varies to the trade, or is it real mixture? Um, you'll get um, the, the public going. Okay. Uh, you'll have installers, right? Uh, who install all the charges at the moment? So it's really good to sort of get you charge that in, 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 into the installers. There, you really your sales force, sales force there, the, the people who are sort of selling it to absolutely Mr. And Mrs. Smith, who don't know anything about charge points. And I was going to ask you, what is typically the route for a customer to come to you is it typically via a third party or do they find you as a product and then find somebody to install it and yeah, commission it or the other way around there's no like definite answer to it to okay honest. and that's we'll where we're trying to sort of with our what we're doing is keep it open for all the different options right so as I mentioned before, an installer, there might be an install company that people like a third party that people will go to and yeah. have it installed through them. Um, a lot of, um, we do a lot of business with the um, sort of major wholesalers. Okay. Um, and then we do have our sort of direct route through our website for people that wouldn't typically walk into a wholesale or, or go to an installer. So we have a, a transactional website where they can either buy just the charger okay. or they can buy the charger with an installation as well. Okay, so you provide end-to-end -end service on sure. it then. Wow, yeah. okay. That simplifies things greatly. It does. And what, for somebody who's perhaps thinking about getting into an EV that's had no experience of it in the past, Yeah. obviously I'm guessing 
off-street parking is an absolute necessity right now. But what are the other considerations that you've got to think of in terms of, well, can I have one in my house? Is, this, is there a criteria that you have to be able to follow? Yeah, I think part of, part of it is just being brave. Going for it, it's a big decision for somebody swapping over from, from a petrol car. Yeah. I think the expense, obviously, they, they are still expensive. But um, is every domestic house capable of providing the kind of energy feed that these things any, need? Any house is, really. Okay. Um, but like you say before, it's people who need to have a driveway typically at the moment. And right. that's where, see, the government will have to think of other solutions for those sort of people who, who don't have that at the moment. Absolutely. How, obviously, when 2035 comes and everyone's in electric cars, yeah. how can a third of the, the UK population who don't have a driveway, how, how are they going to charge their cars? So I've got the ultimate challenge for you then. So now, rather than plugging our phones in to charge them, We've got this wireless thing now where we just drop it on. Yeah. Are we going to get to a point, do you think, where you'll drive over this big pad in the road and the charge just starts to... I've, I've seen it. Oh, it's there already? It's there. Oh, wow. Obviously, incredibly expensive. Okay. But it's there and so whether the already roads there. in the future will have it built into it, I, I, I don't know. Oh, so my idea, I'm going to patent this idea I've just given you. Like, I'm too late. <laughs> Missed the boat. How means that? Okay, so the uh, collaboration, collaborative experience between Fast Signs and yourselves in yeah. developing Signs Freevec and other businesses within the For Everyone group. Yeah. How has that kind of taken shape? Because the the EV business was not the first part of your business that we uh, that we first got involved in. Sure. Yeah, the business has grown very very quickly. Um, right. So. In the six year sort of period I've been with the business, mm -hmm. uh, we started out in a little Terry's house. Wow. Uh, so no, no signage on there. Uh, but since then we've had sort of three uh, quite big moves. Good gracious. Each time we've said, oh, this place will do us for another five years. It never does. Uh, it never does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fast signs. Um, obviously, known no, you before, Richard. Mm -hmm. um, so we got in touch and we came out and did our sort of first first move yeah. um, to, to Trafford Park. Yeah. Um, so that was for our business called CoolMed, yeah. um, which is, fits within the For Everyone group. Um, so a, a medical fridge business. Um, so that was sort of plastered all over the building, yeah. uh, sort of roadside and sort of the, at the entrance. Uh, looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've moved to our new premises just, just down the road from you in Salford. Yeah. Um, and we only launched the For Everyone group um, sort of in the past 12 months. Okay. And the idea of it is to bring together our group of companies. Okay. Um, so all the other companies sit under that umbrella? Everything fits under the umbrella of the For okay. Everyone group. Right. Um, so the, the signage that we've had done at our new place uh, looks amazing. Um, so the, the big For Everyone group sign out, mm -hmm. outside. Um, I'm very, very keen for us to have sort of a lot of event, more event marketing sort yeah. of around as well. So we've talked about, see, on the side of the building, mm -hmm. uh, having some a, a big event branding, obviously where we are now, sort of at Trafford Park, it's the largest industrial estate in Europe. So Absolutely. a lot of passing traffic coming by. Um, so it's any opportunity we can to just plant that seed in people's head. Yeah, absolutely. As they pass by. I mean, for me, it's it's never lost on me of what a massive leap of faith it is that when we get trusted with another company's brand. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, actually, what we're putting up on the side of your building isn't our branding. No. Nope. Uh, hence, our new strapline of make your statement because yeah. we've just got the tips and tricks and tools to help you as a business make your statement and that's what it's all about it is but it, we feel that it's a massive responsibility on our shoulders yeah. to actually follow through and create 
a look that is absolutely consistent and lives up to the brand promise that you're offering to your customers. And if we don't do that, we've absolutely utterly failed yeah. in our primary task. It's and it is a responsibility. People, isn't it, that are passing it, you know what I mean? If, absolutely. Like the social media now, something quite not right, oh. people pick up on it, and that's your brand dead, isn't it? Absolutely, it takes a lot of recovery. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but I really rather you not don't risk want that. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, signage is often a customer's first visual touch point. Since unveiling Evex new signage, what changes have you seen in terms of brand recognition and customer interaction? Yeah, we've we, we we've sort of really had a, a push on sort of our, our, our B two C focus, like I say, right. um, trying to sort of generate that sort of more traffic through our website. Um, so sort of on top of the, the signage, um, we've also been doing billboards around okay. Manchester yep. as well. Um, so yeah, different sort of type of marketing, thinking outside the box a little bit. Absolutely, I haven't seen any of our competitors doing that before. So we had the big digi bridge that went yep. under the Mancunian Way. Of course. Um, so it's it's tying in the billboards with the signage on our premises. We're going to be taking on uh, another building opposite as well. So wow. again, just anywhere we can get the signage up for, for, for passing by traffic is so Fantastic. Important. Amazing. It's advertising while you sat there at your desk. And was the EVAC business the first foray into B2C? Were the other businesses typically B2B? They were, yeah. Oh, okay. um, so our... Our core business for 20 years has been domestic domestic kitchen appliances. Okay. Um, but supplying other brown, brands. Right. Um, so supplying them OEM, so it might have an oven going into one customer that's got a certain handle on. Yeah. Another customer Absolutely. on there. Whereas on the sort of kitchen appliances part of the business, we've actually launched our own brand recently as well. But of course, previously then, you got the massive luxury of almost being tucked away and hidden. Nobody knew who it, we were. It wasn't your name over the door on, in somebody's kitchen. We didn't even have a website wow. for, for, the, for the business then. Whereas, yeah, from our sort of first move to our first building with, uh, with a warehouse, that's where we needed yeah. the, the cool med marketing. When, sure. when we wouldn't have customers really visiting our, our head offices before. Yeah. Whereas now you'd have a lot of people sort of turning up. So the signage we had above the door with the yeah. Coolmed branding looked amazing. It made us look like a proper company for the first time. <laughs> but when you started either, I mean, you speak to so many entrepreneurs who start in the back, back of a bedroom or in the back That's of the garage it. or whatever. Yeah. And that first physical presence is such a massive milestone. Sure. And getting it right and getting the look right. It is. It's almost like watching a baby grow. Yeah, no, it is. Literally from, from nothing. And it kind of then moves on to taking on its own personality. And it does. I quite can't, can't quite believe it sometimes that I pull into the office every day now and we've got sort of our branding for the everyone group. And it's like, from where we were sort of five years ago, it doesn't seem quite real. Absolutely phenomenal. Really, truly phenomenal. So actually envisaging a charged brand identity. Yeah. So obviously you've got an idea of this was going to be more hitting a mass market. It was going to be quite literally for everyone. Yeah. So how did that all come about and why, why take it down that, down that route? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a funny one where the idea sort of stemmed from in the first place for a car charge, because we, we'd never done anything like that before. Right. Um, with our expertise is in appliances. Yeah. And we thought, well, really, it's a, it's a glorified socket outside. Right. Um, so we sort of started to explore what was currently out there on, on, on the market um, and thought, well, yeah, we, we, can, we can do this ourselves. We've got a very, very clever technical director. Yeah. Uh, we would have had no hope without him. Yeah. Uh, so he's done, he's done an incredible job. 
Um, there's been a lot of sort of regulation changes out there that have kept coming in. So we'd get a product where we would want to get it to and then they would change a, a regulation. So it's been a lot of learning as we've been going along. Of course. Um, but it was just really, we saw that opportunity that there wasn't an affordable charger out there before. They were all sort of around that set price. So was it that because the initial kind of offer within the car manufacturers was kind of a bit elitist? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen now sort of a lot of the car manufacturers, they will sort of, as a bit of a promotion for their customers, they will give away a, a charger. Okay. Um, so we've actually partnered with um, a really, really big car dealership where they actually give away one of our chargers now. Um, oh, wow. Because it, like I say, it's an affordable sort of side for, for them as well. So for, for yeah. the business customer, yeah. rather than them giving away a charger at seven, eight hundred pounds, yeah. it's much more price effective for them. Yeah. Uh, and we sell around about 400 charges a month to them. And a massive perceived value for the end, end user. The Absolutely. Person and it's taking a headache away because it's, well, if I'm getting the car, I've got to think about this. I've got to think about the charger, getting it installed and all the rest of it. One-stop shop, comes Absolutely. with the car, they're taking care of it all. That's wow. part of the worry for people probably having an electric car for the first time. It's like, Absolutely. What, how, how do we go about it? How do yeah. I get one installed? And prior to doing this, I, I would have no, I had no idea. I'd moved house, unfortunately, my first charger was on there on, yeah. the, on the house and that made me have an electric car from there but yeah. without that I, well, I don't know how I go about this. Well so. I, I remember thinking early doors am I even going to be able to have a, a charger at home because yeah. is a domestic kind of setup going to cope with it or is it. it is are the lights going to dim every time <laughs> I put the car on charge or something yeah because Actually, in the early days, only a couple of years ago, you'd not got any of these kind of capacity controls that were choking down That's it. the supply. So potentially, you probably could have blown the fuse on the house or yeah, whatever. Definitely. And it's probably what that's one of the changes that you've seen come it in. It is, yeah. The regulations. Load balance now. Yeah. Um, so if you've got your TV and your kettle and everything on, yeah. and it's pulling too much energy while your car's charging, it will take a bit of power away from the, yeah. from the charger. Just slow it down. That's it. And the, the oven down. goes off and it'll send all the power back to the charger. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And actually you think, oh, that sounds like it's going to be really difficult to install. But actually it's really quite easy. There are these clip-on clip collars that go around the cables. Exactly, that's all it is. It's unbelievably simple, but from you don't know what you don't know when you're getting into this. And yeah. It just seems like... Oh, it's just going to be easier just to stick with what I know and that's go it. electric. That's where sort of coming back to just being brave. Is, yeah, is the absolutely. Thing. Don't the go, plaster for off and go for it. Yeah, yeah, just go, go whole hog. Absolutely. Yeah. So exploring the opportunities that effective branding and signage could create for Evac. Uh, effective branding can transform how customers perceive and engage with a brand. In what way do you think strategic visual branding and signage could open up new opportunities for Evac as a business? Yeah, um, I, I think that you'd never know who's passing by no. the, the signage. Absolutely. It, it could be Missy Smith who wants one for a house. Yeah. Or it could be um, DHL wanting their whole fleet being electrified. Absolutely. So it's just opening up avenues to everybody, really. Um, that, that, that's, that's, that's the key with it. I mean, for me, having seen what we've created for you guys, it mm -hmm. keeps it very simple, keeps it very easy to read. Yeah. You know, the, the massive, massive mistake we see customers trying to make, and we always try and pull them back from this, is they get lost in too much detail. Definitely, we try and just keep it dead, dead simple. Yeah. Unfortunately, whilst we might be very, very passionate about our own businesses and everything we do and every 
intricate detail. Sometimes it's about two second flash look at something. You've got that second to capture attention. And it lodges and, and it stays there. That's it. Uh, somebody is not going to pull over to read the sign that's giving them so much detail about everything you've ever done once in a blue moon. No, it's just get a make, pick, pick a message, convey it, get it across and get it through. Definitely. And that's what, you know, driving past, I actually drive past your premises every morning, every night. You know, it's just so, so roadside, high visibility, yeah. really clear, clear messaging and just easy for uh, recollection. You know, if somebody, put for everyone group in front of me today like oh, shit, where have I heard that oh that's drive it. past them on, exactly. on the way into work and to me that's kind of job done to a large extent that you've reinforced that message that because unfortunately now I remember speaking to an electrician a, a, a few months ago who was saying back in the day you, even if you were going online to choose something you know you could be going to one of the major online retailers or everything or anywhere where you could find kind of compa comparison shopping and all the rest of it. Back in the day, you'd think, well, actually spend a bit more on it. This one's going to cost me a little bit more. Yeah. It means in some way it's going to be superior to something that's 20% cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, because of branding and marketing, that's absolutely no longer the case. The price you pay is no longer direct, certainly in electronics, yeah. is no longer directly comparable to quality of product. Definitely. Whether you're talking about a light bulb, LED strip, or whatever it might be, or EV charge. 100%. Like, we're here to be an affordable charger, but at the same time, we want to do it the right way. Absolutely. So we want to offer the very best customer service to all of our customers. Yeah. Um, so if there is a fault with the charger, we'll have our engineers out to them as quick well we, we have a sort of lead time of 48 hours wow. which is unbelievable yeah, fun. but people are relying on the electric cars now to, to get to work so they can't be without the car for a week or two no absolutely an engineer to absolutely um, so yeah it's, it's extremely important and unfortunately wherever you go typically in so many industries service is kind of almost a do-it-yourself yeah. yeah you try and call a company today and it's referring you, oh, did you know you can serve yeah, yourself online? So I'm like, I don't want to serve myself online. I want to speak to somebody, I've got a problem. I want to be able to interact with the business. Yeah. But of course, providing that level of service comes to cost to the business. It does, but for me, I think it's essential. You, you see some of your banks do it now, don't you? Like your first directs and people yeah. like that. And that's their big advertising push that you, you're going to speak to a, a human on, on the phone straight away. Absolutely. And for me, yeah exactly the same for our business we're trying to mirror it on our other businesses that we created so on on, on cool med yeah um we try to sort of instill this ex excellent customer service and next day delivery um we're trying to do the same with evet that even though it's affordable it's not cheap no it's a good quality product that doesn't fail it's very very easy for the installers to fit um and on the very very rare occasion that someone has got a problem Yep. We'll be out to it and we'll do everything we can to and absorb I, it. I think that level of service is absolutely the differentiator today between almost every major brand that's yeah. tried to cheap it down and cheap it down and cheap it down yeah. to a point. If there's a big backlash at the moment in the press all about uh, supermarket chains mm -hmm. where actually no longer have you just got to go in and load your cart and kind of serve yourself in the aisles. You've got to get to the till and serve yourself again there. That's it. And Recently, there's been one major Northwest supermarket that have done a real 380, uh, 180 degree U-turn on that 
and they're ripping out all the self-service checkouts from wow, the supermarket because people are actually saying I've got my own job to do yeah. I've not got time to come into your business and do your job no. whether it be supermarket shopping whether it be banking whether it be checking in online for a flight it's like literally everything is down to me now it is. to serve myself yeah so massive differentiator and I think you know hats off to you for cluing in on that and um, actually having that as a real point of difference yeah it's uh, really very commendable thank you so obviously around the electric vehicle and um, an electric car piece is this whole idea of going green sure now, we know that fossil fuels are finite and there's a limit to how far we're going to be able to keep extracting out of this planet yeah um, how does this kind of interplay into your marketing positioning of selling selling us this green dream because it's one that we've all got to buy into sooner or later we can't just keep kicking it down the road absolutely yeah it's so so important and i think people buy electric cars at the moment for, for different reasons yeah. for some people it will be about saving money on against petrol sure. for the people it's not about the money but it's the the green aspect yeah um so yeah very very important to us that we we angle both both sides of course um so we actually partner with a um a charity called earthly okay um, so what if we do for us, they will come in, they do a, a report on our sort of carboni carbonisation throughout the business, mm -hmm. um, sort of put that report together and, and then we sort of pay towards the charity then to help offset our carbon. Okay. Um, so we build that into our marketing uh, oh, wow. to, to, to promote Earthly, so you'll see it in our brochures, you'll see it on our, our billboards, you'll see it everywhere. Um, because say for a lot of people, the sort of going green with electric cars that that's the key important factor for that yeah. i mean do you think that it's as long-term environmentally friendly as we're all optimistically believing it Ooh, is that's it's a million dollar question that's I know. the big question yeah, um, we all think we're doing the right thing and I, I i've bought into it yeah i'm sold on the idea yeah I'd like to think that it is going to make some big difference once it scales yeah, enough. It, it's got to. Yeah. Uh, I think it was disappointing with the sort of 20, 2030 target uh, for the end of sort of the internal combustion engines being put back to 2035. Yeah. See, I'm a huge EV advocate. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a car nut as a whole. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm in, I've always been into cars. Um, I'd be, be guilty to say if I hate it, to, to say I hated petrol cars. I, I, I love all cars, but I'm a very, very sort of strong believer now in what, what we're doing with, with, with EVs um, and how much of an impact it's going to have on, on the whole world, not just in our country, but everybody moving over. Absolutely. And does that play into your choice of marketing materials? Absolutely. So that, that as a business, the whole carbon footprint becomes something that we can actually look towards as, as a model? Definitely. Just just little things like brochures, so they're all done on recyclable paper. Yeah. Our, our, our pens for giveaways at shows are, are made out of cork. Yeah. Small baby steps, but if everybody does these things, then it will have a, a big impact. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Evex Broader Impact, you've spoken about the charity there. Yeah. Um, how did you first get involved? Did the charity come to you? Did you go to them? We went to them. Okay. I'll be honest with you, we did it for Cool Med originally. Okay. 
Um, so again, um, we, we we wanted to partner with a charity so to, to to give back what we were what we were sort of um, the, the carbon that we were producing for, for the production of our our, our medical fridges. Right. Um, so thought it was the perfect fit then for, for what we were doing with Evec. Right. Okay. Wow. So it, it really sounds like you've got the whole 360 of this pretty much nailed. And yeah, that, that's no mean thing for a company that's as new entrant into the market. But I suppose you've also gotten in at a time where it's really started to mushroom. It is. It is. I think as it has to. It, it needs has to. to. And I think again, going back to the twenty thirty, it was disappointing. Yeah. To, to find that, I think. Would you think that was real? Do you think it was realistic in the first place? Possibly not. I mean, yesterday we were down, uh, I was down just on the outside, on the outskirts of London. Mm -hmm. So drove down from Manchester. I think we had one charging stop on, on route down. We, we got one of the ultra high speed chargers. Yeah. I think it was like 350 kilowatt chargers and that. Just but there was like six of them. Yeah. Uh, and five of the six, we were really lucky. We got the sixth of the six. Coming back, we weren't quite so lucky. Um, and we had to wait probably about 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. to get it's the same. Uh, we chose the same station because it was just so quick. Yeah. Uh, literally, I think we went from about 10% up to 85 in about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Oh, literally. Literally, you're unplugging and you're back on your way again. It was literally that quick. Yeah. Which, you know, back in the early days of that kind of range anxiety we think well i can't stop for two hours to be charging <laughs> literally by the time you've grabbed a coffee been to the loo washed yeah. your hands got back in you're un you're unplugging it on your way it's really that quick that's it which is just phenomenal really to see that advancement in such a short space of time yeah and i guess you know if you're one of the big players if you start to see that actually your charges are 99% in use 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. That's the time they'll come along and add some more stations Absolutely. and start. So hopefully this infrastructure will keep, as it has been, expanding to meet the demand. Sure. And uh, I suppose that will take away even more of people's objections towards making this move, but we've still got a long way to go. Yeah, I totally agree. And that I think will open, as the public charging infrastructure grows, that will be where it encourages the people that don't have a driveway to probably then take the plunge to, to do it. Absolutely. So looking ahead, obviously, you can't look too far back because it's all been such a uh, relatively uh, massively rapid uh, kind of progress in in and through the business yeah but looking to the future which obviously we've spoken about 2030 already yeah but what do you see over the next five ten years for evec specifically yeah specifically for evec um it will be um our sort of workplace charging rollout um into a lot of sort of workplaces so hopefully seeing a lot around the manchester area to begin with right and gradually sort of branching out branching out further and further sort of case studies as we go along yeah um, but we've also got some uh, very ambitious plans for um, ultra-fast DC charging. Okay. Um, so different plots of land around the UK. Right. Um, installing our chargers uh, to then open EVEC, not just to people who have the driveway at home for the domestic charging, of course. but EVEC out there to, to everybody as well. And do you think in terms of making it accessible to people in the workplace, if you've got 300 staff and yeah. let's say, Probably at the moment, you might out of 300 workforce, 20 might have electric cars today. Mm -hmm. As 250 of those 300, and eventually 300 of those 
staff are ultimately going to have electric cars when there is no alternative. Yeah. There could be quite a big financial consideration for the company, the employer, in terms of providing that as a benefit to 300 people. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think that might play out? I mean, at the moment, there's, there's, there's grants in place. Right. Um, so they did pull the domestic grant. Right. Um, so you used to have the, the OZEV grant where you get yeah. your um, 300, £350 off you. Mm -hmm. um, you charge and you install. That, that was pulled last mm -hmm. year. But there's still grants in place for, for, for workplace. For the actual installation for of the, the installation, thing. But so what about the actual energy costs? Yeah. yeah. If you've got a small number of employees, it's probably quite negligible on the scheme of things of, of the overall yeah. bill. But you've got two, three hundred cars charging out in your car park. Yeah. I think your meter's going to be spinning pretty rapidly. I think you can look at it the other way and it could actually become a, a good revenue earner for a business instead. Oh, okay. So we work with a, a software provider um, that's installed on the chargers for workplaces. Right. Where you can um, sort of set your, your, your cost per kilowatt charge. Okay. So as a business, your cost of electricity might be, say, 30p a kilowatt. Okay. You could set your charging tariff um, to different people. So it might be that you want to give it to staff at a reduced cost of maybe 20p a kilowatt. Yeah. Or you might want to charge visitors 50p a kilowatt or general right. public who come and use them 70p yeah. a kilowatt. So if anything, it could be the other way around that businesses could actually be making a lot of reoccurring revenue coming in every single month. And is that a thing at the moment where private enterprise is actually making their electricity supply available to the public? Yes, it is. That's already yeah. a thing. Yeah, because the software is it, it, it's so sophisticated. You can, when people sort of scan their QR code to start using the chargers, yeah. They can set the sort of tariff for that person who's going to be scanning it. You can create sort of um, an account for, for different users. Okay. Um, so, yeah, give some. The so I just assume that, that yeah. right now you've got to go to a, a des designated public charging not, point. Not I didn't realise that. We, we're going to be doing it in, in, in February this year. So, on our, our site, um, just down the road from you, okay. uh, we've got a little sort of area um, just next to our main staff car park where we're actually going to be installing um, eight charge points wow. on our site. Wow. That it would be for the public to use. Okay. And so they'll appear on the Zap map. Exactly. Wow. I didn't realise. And we're gonna we've looked at the sort of Zap map pricing around the area um, and we're gonna do it at a sort of reduced cost uh, to everything else then on Zap map. And maybe that's an opportunity as well as as an employer that actually having kind of subsidised charging rate for staff yeah. could be a means of attracting staff. Absolutely, yeah, nice period. In, in, in a competitive hiring environment. Yeah. Actually, you know, back in the day, you'd have, certainly in the city centre, for example, if you were able to offer parking mm -hmm. at all to your staff, uh, they'd be seen as a massive that's financial perk. It's £15 a day, isn't it? Like, Something like that, yeah. and I think that's probably on a good day. That's it. Uh, but actually, not just being able to park your car, but charge it at a, uh, at a subsidised, at a subsidised rate, wow, that would be just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You can just see that absolutely flying. Yeah, absolutely. So, on the insights that you shared about EVEX branding and marketing journey, uh, um, how would you summarise kind of the key points of what have been kind of the main pillars, if you like, and the main road signs, pardon the pun of signs, but <laughs> the kind of the indicators along the way, what have been the, the real milestones that, that, you, that you feel you've, you've passed and surpassed? Yeah, um, 
I mean, next week when we're doing the London EB show, this time, sort of 12 months, we did it for the first time. And that was the first time we'd ever done an exhibition. Wow. So it's crazy to think where the business has grown within that, that past 12 months. Yeah. So it's been that definitely that sort of marketing focus around uh, your exhibition stands has, has been a real sort of major miles, milestone. So the first stand that we had this time last year at London EB, it was a little sort of pop-up stand. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing where, when we've done the sort of fully charged live, uh, we've invested very, very heavily into a stand that for me, right. I saw that as our arrival to the market. Right. We, uh, we're Fantastic. a proper brand. Uh, so that, for me, that, that's been an absolute huge milestone. Mm -hmm. uh, I think seeing the, 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 the billboards in the city that we're, we're working in, yeah. uh, so staff were driving under the, the billboards, seeing yeah. our charger on there, that was like, yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Fantastic. And for anybody wanting to know more about EVAC and the pro product portfolio that you've got to offer, yeah. obviously you've touched on certain car dealerships, you get the information there, but sure. anybody wants to get information direct, what's the best way of uh, connecting with uh, with EVAC? Yeah, so um, visit our website, evac.co.uk. Um, so we have a, um, a function through there where you can sort of send messages through, through the website um, or sort of get in touch with myself or, or, or our sales team. Um, so see, I'm, I'm available on LinkedIn. Um, but even if it's just a few questions about, oh, we're thinking of maybe electrifying our workplace fleet or anything like that. If you just want any advice, um, just sort of get in touch with us and we'll be on hand to help you. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. Pleasure. Really, really appreciate it. It's been, obviously, personal interest of mine because being an electric car driver myself, yeah. it's kind of really interesting to hear about what's going on and uh, the, the, the developments and the changes that are taking place within that, uh, what's going to be such a massively important market for transport in general, not just in this country, but globally. It is, it's going to be huge. We think about cars, but you, it's, it's everything else. It's going to be your buses, it's going to be your lorries, it's going to be everything. Absolutely. And it's so, uh, so good to hear about a local company making such a splash in, in uh, this massively growing uh, marketplace. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today on the podcast, make sure to like and follow us and uh, download other episodes of the podcast wherever you usually download them from. Uh, thanks for joining us today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Make Your Statement. Thanks so much.